Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of The Sword and Shield. I'm uh, Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, 960th COG Superintendent, and today with me I have... Master Sergeant Shatasha Estes. Welcome, Shirt. Great that we're getting this opportunity to talk, right? Um, you know, we uh, we like to highlight a lot of members, and today we'd like to talk about you, your position at the, the 960th Cyber Wing, uh, a little bit about you, a little bit about your career, and, you know, probably dig into some some experiences as a, as a first sergeant. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career? Thank you, Chief. I really appreciate this opportunity to, to speak with you all today. Um, I actually hit 19 years last month uh, of being awesome. in the Congrats. Air Force. Nice. Thank you. Um, I came in active duty and um, I took the test and the recruiter's like, hey, you could have any admin job you want. And I said, no, I want to be on the front lines. And okay. so I didn't really know what I was talking about. I was 17. Yeah. He's like, hey, I got the best job for you. How about security forces? So I said, OK, what do they do? And I said, I want to be a uh, investigator. He's like, well, you start there. Gotcha. So I'm like, cool. So uh, long story short, I did six years active duty as security forces. Uh, within that time frame, I deployed to Iraq. Um, I also was a part of the elite gate guard, which most people don't know what that is anymore. Oh, I know. That's an old school thing, <laughs> right, right? Old school with ascots and mm-hmm. uh, core frown boots. Right. And then I also uh, was in the honor guard for awesome. eight months. So okay. um, I have a rounded uh, experience. Okay. Um, so after my uh, security forces tour, I tried to uh, cross train. And at that time, um, Manning was low. So they said, no, we don't want any first time airmen cross training out of security forces. Okay. So I did a palace front into the reserve and I left uh, Las Vegas, Nevada and went to Wright Patterson Air Force Base okay. where I served for 11 years as a reservist. Awesome. Uh, during that time, I cross trained into admin um, I worked for two command chiefs as their exec, and then I took the position as a first sergeant. Okay. And so um, I've had my diamond on for about three years now, uh, maybe three years in November. Awesome. And um, I've been in three different squadrons, was an OSS, an, o- an ops group, also a combat com, and now I'm here as a wing shirt. Awesome. Now that's a that's a great, uh, you know, um, track record of excellence there when we talk about Lead gate guard, and we talk about uh, honor guard and first sergeant, and and I'm sure a number of accolades uh, as an admin and as security forces. Um, so, what made you want to be a first sergeant, though? So, honestly, um, coming into the military and and seeing what first sergeants do, especially in security forces, you know how important their role is. I've always wanted to be a first sergeant. So, when you look at, you know, when you ask people, "Hey, what is your dream job?" I am doing my dream job right now, too. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Is it just the the interaction with the airmen or is it something else that makes it your dream job? So it's both. Um, you know, everybody has a story, right? right. Um, I like to think that when I've had issues that I've come across that, you know, when I give it, when I reach out for help, that somebody has been genuine with me. And so I really do enjoy um, looking at a person's face when they come to my office and they say, hey, you know, it's like the worst thing in the world to them. But to me, it's like, oh, this is too easy. Right. And so being able to kind of navigate through whatever issue it is and kind of help them come to the conclusion of what needs to happen and giving them a resource really does um, make me happy to make sure that, 
you know, people are taken care of and that they get the help that they need. That's awesome. Yeah, there's quite often that uh, just a little bit of help goes such a long way. You know, I, I'm sure you can think back uh, to a couple of parts in your career where that first sergeant made that that difference, right? I know that uh, I lived back and there's a, there was a couple of first sergeants that, uh, you know, were good examples and bad examples. I had one shirt um, who was uh, a little bit more sharp and, and to the point, and uh, I was having problems with uh, my weight management. So back in the day, it was like, if you're so tall, you can only be so, uh, so, uh, so big. And I guess I was a bit of a chunky monkey. Um, I'm not sure. But uh, it was just that based on my size, I was uh, over my weight and uh, they came in with a bunch of donuts as, uh, as a, a welcome to the to the uh, the shop for a uh, first sergeant meeting. And uh, they're like, yeah, everybody get a donut except for you. It points to me. You're like, oh, no. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things are things not to do. Right. <laughs> you learn the hard way. Um, and then there was other times where, you know, uh, we're getting tight on money. Um, we didn't have uh everything that we needed to take care of some bills. And I had to first start and make sure that we were able to get some support because of the situation where uh, my spouse has lost their job for a short period of time, helped us get a, get a loan and helped us out. Right. Uh, or even just the counseling, right. I had another first sergeant that uh, just took me underneath their arm and said, okay, I see something in you, especially when things were going kind of rough and make sure that uh, I was going on the right path. You got any kind of stories like that by chance? Well, um, I don't really have too many bad stories about shirts. Um, You know, one shirt that definitely stands out, you know, I won't say his name or anything like that, but he was the shirt at Security Forces. And um, I used to always see his door. It was like a revolving door. Like as soon as somebody's coming out, (laughs) another person's going in. And um, I did see him out and about quite a bit, but he was very funny um, he actually told me that I made staff sergeant before he, he was supposed to. Okay. Um, I can say that now he's retired and gone, but, um, <laughs> he just all, he was always there. His door was always open. Gotcha. And so I just remember thinking, you know, wow, um, he's really, you know, making an effort in taking the time to understand the issues that people are going through. And, um, I wanted to make sure, you know, uh, he just really set that bar for me. Gotcha. No, it's those mentors, right, that, that make the difference in, in, in your life right? or in your career. Those little things that, uh, you know, just a, hey, good, good job or, hey, how are you doing? Um, and I think that's one of the those important pieces of being a first sergeant. But there's also uh, just the holding the holding the standards. Um, what are your your views on, on uh, you know, the first sergeant's role within an organization? So within the organization, definitely being available and, and being present and being aware of what's going on and knowing your people, right? Being able to um, decide or, you know, see if somebody's having an issue because they're not acting their normal self or you don't see them at their desk or whatever the case is. Not that I'm trying to, you know, watch time or anything right. like that. It's just when you become a family, you get to know people when you're walking around, Um you know, I, I think that goes a long way. People know, hey, the shirt's here. We see her walking around. You know, she's here for us. Her door is open. Um, just being available, right. I think, says a lot. And then leading by example, you know, leadership, being able to speak out and, and say things and defend people, even when, you know, it may not be the most popular thing to do. Or right. you're you're talking with, you know, higher leadership about, so, you know, certain things that they may not be aware of. Being able to speak up. Um, I'm 
naturally a shy person. So for me, I have to push myself to come out of my comfort zone to be able to do that. And being a security force has definitely helped me out with that. Um, but definitely leading by example. Right. No, exactly. You can lose a lot of credibility really quick um, for just, you know, minor mistakes or not following uh, rules or, you know, dismissing a standard, whatever standard that may be. Um, and uh, it just, you got to go with it, right? Right. You have to be nimbly bimbly, <laughs> as, as they would say, just to, to keep on top of everything. Right. So um, I guess, the, so what, what, when you're looking at um, an organization and, and where it fits, what, what are you looking for in your leadership team, I guess? You know, because uh, when we talk about the triad, we've got that commander, we've got the superintendent, and we have you as the first sergeant. So how do you kind of get yourself engaged with uh, your new team when you, you move on, since this is your third uh, third stint as a shirt now? So um, I'm glad you asked that question. For me, I think transparency definitely stands out for me. When I have a leader that can um, share a story with me, you know, be an open book and, you know, basically let me know that they're human too, right. you know, and share with me something that's happened to them and not be afraid of what I might think or, or judge me. That really goes a long way with me. And I have even incorporated that in the way that I lead. So if I have an airman come in my office and they tell me something, I want to make them feel comfortable and say, you know what? Hey, I probably been through that. Or I was, I did go through that right. um, because it helps people to be able to relate and, and know that you've experienced it yourself. And you're not just reading off a card or you're not reading out of a pamphlet. Like you've actually been through it, blood, sweat and tears. Right. Um, and so when I have leaders who are able to say, you know what? Hey, sure. You can get through this because I have um, an emotional intelligence also and empathy because I would hate to to be so upset about something and go into, you know, my chief's office or commander's office and they just they don't get it. Right. But my leadership gets it. And I can go in there anytime and and, you know, basically tell them what I'm dealing with, because I am a single parent. You know, I have different stressors. I have right. the same stressors that some people have. You know, I've, I've teleworked as a civilian. I was a civilian once. Right. Um, and so I was part of the, you know, the majority of us who had to kind of deal with those COVID woes and. So I can, I definitely can relate. And so transparency goes a long way with me. No, I fully agree. Right. And it's kind of what I want to ask that question, right. Is, uh, you know, when we talk about uh, leaderships uh, and leadership teams and, and just general supervision and interaction, um, there's not a huge difference, right. When we talk about um, what those expectations are um, and understanding that uh, you have to be transparent as a leader um, and you have to be uh, engaged as a leader and you have to uh, be able to be vulnerable in, in these situations, especially when you're trying to connect and show that emotional intelligence uh, with their airmen, because um, you have a wide uh, variety of experience from REGAF um, to civilian uh, position, being a TR, now an AGR, right? All of those experiences come into play when we're dealing with an individual airman and that knowledge and that's, that experience and that, that uh, ability to have the empathy and sympathy and bring it to the table um, really leads to, to being a good first sergeant, wouldn't you say? I, I, I agree with that, Chief. Um, I was actually, when I was asked to be a shirt, because it was always a dream of mine, but I kind of put it in the back seat because I was dealing with a, a personal issue at the time. And I was nearing my four year um, with my second command chief. And he's looking at me like, hey, shirt, 
what's going on. Like, we need to talk about your exit plan. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking I'm not going anywhere because <laughs> this is my comfort zone. Like I'm dealing with something right now. He's like, nope, this qualifies you for being a shirt. We need to push you out. And so he did. And um, I, it would be selfish for me to have come in the military and deal with all the personal things that I dealt with as a child and then coming into the military and dealing with all the personal things that I did moving forward and not share that with the team. Right? right. I don't have to share every detail, but, you know, being a single parent, going through a divorce, um, be, being a, a fatherless child, you know, when you look at all these different dynamics and the different right. backgrounds that people come from, I they can relate to me. And yeah. so why would I not want to be a shirt? Why would I not want to stand in the gap and and be there to help support people and walk them through whatever issue they had? So, no, I fully agree. Right. At least that you're brave enough and strong enough to say, hey, look, I, I'm not perfect. I've had a my life wasn't, you know, a golden road and nobody's really is. Right. Right. Um, but at least you're willing to to tap into that leverage that that experience and then bring that uh, reality to bear for our airmen, right? Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people are willing to be that vulnerable. So I can tell you, thank you personally uh, for sharing that, right? I know that you and I have had a number of conversations and- um, Mentor I, sessions. Mentor sessions, <laughs> yeah, uh, about um, some of these things. Uh, I can't say that, you know, things were easy for me, but uh, it definitely helps when you have that leader that can at least sit down and say, hey, um, I kind of get what you're coming from. You know, I don't know your very exact specifics. I'm not sitting in your shoes this very second, but let me explain to you how my shoes were very similar to yours mm -hmm. uh, in this moment. This is how I dealt with it, or this is how I went about it, or even just, Hey, I can get an idea of what you're going through. And I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be easy. Right. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be the hardest thing ever. It may be, it may not be, but understand this. Um, I'm here. I know that you need me and I'm not leaving your side. Right. And I've seen that from you and I appreciate that. Thank you, Chief. No, not a problem. I appreciate but, that. Uh, what are one of the things that you like to share with your airmen as far as uh, expectations and uh, career advice uh, if they want to be a uh, first sergeant? Oh, good question, Chief. So um, I'm going to pull my take my shirt hat off for a second and I'll put my coach hat on. And um, I like to coach from, you know, basics and, and fundamentals, right? The found, right. you know, laying that foundation. And so if a person wants to be a shirt, I would suggest that they, you know, go back to the basics, um, all the way back to BMT, where you learn about Air Force culture and, and Air Force history. Right. And you start diving into those AFIs and then also diving into the first sergeant AFI and understanding what the role is and why it's so important and, you know, what you bring to the team. And then you decide, are you ready for it? Right. Because um, I always wanted to be a shirt, but I never take a position unless I know that I can commit to it and that I right. can give my all. And I, I ask myself the question, you know, with my personal beliefs, with my religious beliefs, will I be able to honestly um, be there for airmen no matter what they look like, no right. matter where they come from, no matter what their issue is when they're coming into my office? Because if you've ever been a shirt. You know, you can get something way left field and way right field. Right. And you have to sit there with a straight face and not laugh, even if you want to and have that bearing, which I got that experience from being an honor guard. You know, some funny things happening, but it's an inappropriate time. Right. right? So I definitely would say, hey, reach back to the basics, um, you know, shadow somebody 
you know, Definitely. go to an additional duty or a sergeant symposium. I was just talking to a, a young lady today about, you know, her the possibility of her being a shirt. And so yeah. you have to ask those tough questions because not only do you need to see if it's something they really want to do, but they need to understand what those spe- specifications are. They need to understand what the requirements are. There's a certain... Um, number, you know, score that you have to get on your PT test. Yep. If you're saying that we, you want to be a shirt, you have to be able to set the standard and that's on every level across the board. And so um, going back to coaching, um, if if you want to win a game in coaching, you definitely have to be able to pass the ball with basketball and you have to mm-hmm. pass the ball. These are basic things that five-year-olds can do. And so if you set that foundation, then you can start building on it and adding all these the other things to it. But um Definitely going back to our culture and, you know, why we are the Air Force and where we came from and where we're going. Right. No, I think that's a, you know, great point, monumental point, even when we talk about, um, you know, how to get on the right foot and going back to those basics, uh, even back to BMT, the military bearing, customs and courtesies. Um, and then, of course, uh, the point of uh, setting the standard, It's not just meeting. Right. It's setting. It's exceeding. It's um, being that example um, that uh, we're always looking for in first sergeants. So definitely uh, some good words of advice there. Um, what would you say is the biggest test of the core values as a first sergeant for you? For me, um, it's being able to, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I hate the word balance. Um, but being able to balance all the core values right. um, and, and know which one to apply at what you know, what given time. Right. And so, you know, I have people like you who remind me, hey, you know, you can take off if you need to take care of your kids or whatever, you know, not just giving the advice, but also taking it myself. So if I'm telling, you know, a master sergeant or somebody to to take some time off or to take a knee or to do self-care, I need to be doing that myself. Right. Um, I have to be able to practice what I preach. And that goes into integrity first. Right. So service before self, you know, we're in this environment where we're allowed to telework and we're supposed to be doing, you know, our job. And so, you know, you're lying to yourself if you're at home hanging out and chilling, having a beer um, and not doing, you know, because you can be doing all those things. But are you working? You know, are you getting those emails out? Are you reaching out to your airmen? Um, Do you know how they're doing? You know, have you rolled by their house? Whatever the case is, like, don't lie to yourself. Right. Um, I'm a firm believer that whatever goes on in the dark always comes out in the light. So you have to be able to um, be the example, even though nobody might, you know, people might not be looking. So. Right. No, I mean, you know, when we talked about, uh, you know, taking the time, right? When we talk about service uh, before self, um, sometimes we can get miscued on that one very easily, right? Um, the expectation there is, is that you're always going to be thinking towards the mission, but not at a uh, cost to everything else, right? Um, we are going to put our mission, we're going to put our oath at, in front of, of all these things. That's service before self. But that doesn't mean that we drive ourselves into the ground. Right. right. And then secondary piece, you made a great uh, example there, right? When we talk about telework and, and integrity and service before self, it's um, making sure that we are getting after the mission. That's getting after our airmen, taking care of them, engaging with them. Um, it's getting uh, performance reports out. It's it's getting mission statements out. It's getting uh, mission tasks out. It's a it's a wide variety of things. So definitely understanding what that balance is is key. You know, I know that we have a lot of talks uh, here on uh, the Sword and Shield about uh, you know resiliency and and, and then that work life balance thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to hear that you know from a leadership perspective that people are trying to balance that out. Um, 
I guess what kind of words of advice would you give to your airmen in, in today's times, right? When we're talking about COVID, we're talking about teleworking, we're talking about, um, you know, changing standards uh, regularly right now. I mean, we're getting into a couple of updates. What's some, some words of advice that you have? So words of advice, um, and, you know, like I mentioned before, I'm a single parent, so I have children, and I, I like to use them as an analogy a lot of times when I'm, I'm speaking to people and because they teach me so much. Right. Yeah. Um, with all the changes that's going on. I always tell my children, you know, be aware of your surroundings. Right. right. So awareness. Um, people, you know, they're they're getting information from all different levels, social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, rumorville emails. Right. And so you kind of have to uh leverage all of those and and kind of look and just be aware even if you're not a social media type of person. Right. Um you still want to know what your airmen are doing and you can find out quickly what they're doing uh on some of these sites. And so you want to be aware not only do you, for you to know the standard so that you can be able to articulate what that standard is and you can kind of expel some of that rumor bill. And so I would challenge every airman to be aware of what's going on in the world, be aware of what's going on in the Air Force, be aware of how to wear the uniform um, so that if something's out of place, you'll be able to spot it. Right. Because there's so many different changes, like you said, especially to the uniform, um, to the hair for women and, and just in general. Um, with all these changes that are coming in and people have been asking for these changes, now that you've asked for it, I need you to stay aware of what's going on. Right. No. Great point. Right. You know, as it's going to evolve, uh, there's goodness in change, and then there's also some conflict with change. You know, when we change these standards, it's known when they actually get implemented, what the intent is, and, and then following it appropriately. I mean, we don't want to make ourselves look like a fool out in public, right? As you've, you know, from being an elite guard and honor guard, right? We represent um, something more than ourselves when we put this uniform on. We represent um, a lot of things. We look at the patches on each one of these uh, arms. And they symbolize one one level of uh, leadership or another, but they also represent missions, legacies, cultures, all of that. And it just takes, uh, you know, one one moment, one mistake, and and it, it totally tarnishes each one of those meanings uh, and the sacrifice that a lot of people put in front of that. Right. So awesome shirt. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Any closing remarks or anything that you want to tell to our gladiators out there before we go? Uh, yes, uh, really quick. One thing that we didn't hit on um, is being proactive. And so part of being proactive is, okay, hey, we know that we, we live in a world where change is constantly coming. And so what are some of the things that, you know, what are some of the issues that you might run into with all these changes? Right. Um, because I think, you know, us who have been in for a while, we understand that sometimes, um, changes come down and everything hasn't really been thought about. And so then you start thinking about, okay, so what if this happens or what if somebody has this question? And so being proactive um, with regard to the changes and also just, right. you know, in general. Right. And so um, I wanted to add that to our conversation, but, you know, I really appreciate uh, and, and leadership appreciates everything that everybody's doing, uh, whether you're in the office or, you know, in a room in your, your house, looking out the window at all the cars going by, you've, you've become a, a nosy neighbor. Um, we, we really appreciate everything that you've done. I also encourage you to read. Um, you can't go wrong with reading. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to read, but it would be uh, good to kind of ask your supervisors and people, you know, the jobs that you want to have, 
and the things that you want to do, you, you want to see what they're reading, right? So that you can become better than them. And so I definitely encourage reading. And um, Chief, I think that's all I got. Today. No, I appreciate it. You know, you shared a lot uh, today and I really do appreciate it. Uh, taking the time and kind of letting us understand who you are, um, some of the things that uh, you've experienced um, and your just point of view on a couple of these, these points. Really do appreciate it. So on behalf of the uh, Gladiators, I want to say thank you for your time. Thanks, Chief. Thank you for all that you've, you've done for our organization so far and precursor, all the things you're going to do in your position here at the wing. So uh, congrats on that. Uh, thank you for your time. So gladiators out there, please uh, remember we are thankful for everything you do. As the shirt said, um, we're thankful for your sacrifice. We're thankful for uh, everything that you put in front of your families at times. Uh, the time that you spend with us, the uh, sacrifice you're making for your nation um, and your time. So thank you. And remember, stab your enemies in the face through cyberspace. Mm -hmm.